You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Real estate is a mysterious asset class. Despite long-term data showing that real estate underperforms other asset classes like Sensex, FD, gold, still most retail investors prefer investing, prefer allocating the most in real estate. Data shows that about 49% is allocated towards property investment by retail investors. Why is that so? Hello, I'm Aprajita from Mint Money and today I'm joined by Himanshu Kohli, a co-founder at Client Associates, a multi-family office. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Welcome, Mr. Kohli. Thank you. Thank you, Aprajita, for having me over here. All my pleasure. Right. So, I'll begin with very simple, most common reason that people generally talk about uh, why they invest in real estate. It's common but yet most profound reason, I believe. Right. That real estate is very simple. You buy it and once you have it, then even if it's on leverage, still you can generate regular cash flows. Rental income is right there, right after you buy it. So, it's fairly simple. So, what does your comment on it? Why is that a, a wrong logic? Why are people wrong in thinking so? So I would say real estate is one of the favorite asset classes of Indians. Yes. Uh, we Indians are very, very conservative, emotional, especially emotional with our uh, relationships, with our asset classes also. And something where it can be felt, it can be feel, there's a physical asset class angle and that's the reason our consumption towards this asset class is higher. However, Aprajita, trends are changing over there. So today, if you ask me, on an average, Indians are consuming two-third of their wealth in physical assets like property and gold and real estate is approximately half of it. 50% is real estate. While internationally, if you see, uh, real estate is less than 50%. Uh, in fact, it's uh, HNIs are holding about 16, 16.5%. But global average of physical assets is roughly about 46%. While if you go to US or UK, which are slightly more advanced economies, their real estate or gold put together is about one-fourth of the total portfolios. So in India, yes, we have been holding more real estate, but uh, we are also changed a lot. So if I go about, uh, let's say, our grandparents, uh, our great-grandfathers, primary investment used to be land parcels, some property which they will also take it, give it on lease, and the rents used to come very small amount through courts and all. Uh, That used to be the trend. While if I talk about my father's age, like uh, besides real estate, he also had some FDs or provident fund contractual savings. While today, this generation also wants to diversify into other asset classes, whether it is equities, bonds, alternates, they go through mutual funds, PMSs, AIFs, direct stocks. So those trends are changing. So we have seen this continuously evolving what used to be almost 88% physical assets 20 years back, which came down to 79%. Last year, it came down to 65%. But still, real estate is the majority, major asset class. And I'm sure it will go more towards the world average over a period of time. Right. So slowly, gradually, it's coming down, but still. It's... Yeah, still, it's the biggest asset class which Indians are holding. Correct. And uh, about data, I would like to talk about that um... RBI housing index is usually followed when it comes to real estate returns data. But uh, it doesn't factor in rental side of it. And also in real estate dealing, some cash component is also involved unsaid. It's uh, it's open secret that it happens. 
So how do we read into real estate data? How do we know that or the data that we have all around? How to know that exactly is it really underperforming or does it give higher returns than other asset classes or how to look at it? So I stay in Gurgaon and I've been there for over 20 years and one of the properties which was launched by DLF which is the biggest developer in the country is in the golf links over there it's called as Aralias. Now Aralias was launched it was a upfront payment of 1500 rupees but if you pay over a period of time it was 1800 rupees and uh, it was a bare shell which was coming in uh i would say that property has done very very well very very well and reason being a prajita we all know gurgaon is one of the highest growth regions in the country today and aralias is one of the better properties uh within gurgaon also and that data is all available because here everything was bought through bank accounts or even people leveraged it and bought it so just to give you a sense uh, this property which was about a crore of rupees as a bare shell but people also invested in the stamp duty and also got it renovated about 2.25 crores was overall expense which was incurred to get hold of this property i'm just talking about if someone did not leverage it 2.25 crores was incurred uh, for the stamp duty and also the renovation which people got it done now 2.25 today if someone has to go and sell it it is roughly about 23 crores it's mota mota about 10 times people have created which is a great irr it's about roughly about 11 and a half to 12% irr i think 2011 is when yes and then people also enjoyed the rental yields over a period of time so about 13% irr has been created on this property over a long term period which is phenomenally good it's uh, one of the best asset classes within real estate which this product is but people have also started investing in equity markets about 20 years back and i'll just take an example of one of the largest equity and a largest balanced fund now the largest balanced fund similar cash flows as happened in aralias uh today has compounded at closer to 15% per annum and equity fund has compounded at 19% plus now if we just analyze you may say it's a 2% or maybe a 6% differential in the irrs but 6% differential means if you can sell your fund today you can buy more than 3 aralias today so people have also seen those kind of benefits so good you buy real estate you hold on to it over a long term period of time so 20 years it can become it has become 10x uh but other things have also become maybe 30 35x over a period of time so that is something which now people have started realizing and that's the reason this trend of 88% towards physical assets came down to 79 to date 65 maybe it will come down to 50 it will come down to 25 over a period of time right truly that yes real estate does perform well but if you compare it with a uh, hybrid fund as you mentioned or even equity fund yes it may not so Those i would say I would say yes this is one of the better real estates in the entire country versus a decent fund not the best performing fund uh, this is what the data has shown and uh, I know there are some people who buy not residential real estate but they buy commercial real estate because they need a slightly regular income so there is another illustration which I will share with you someone invested uh, 10 crore rupees and they wanted 60 lakh rupees kind of an annual income which is 6% rental yield uh and this was done about 10 years back 
and every three years, this 60 lakh rupees needs to go up by 15 percent because that's the escalation which happens in the property side also. Because commercial property typically nine years, every three years there is a 15 percent escalation. So we did that also analysis, and there also we realized that real estate has created almost about eight percent on a post-tax basis. Versus a balanced advantage fund where you can do a systematic withdrawal plan, exactly same cash flows, 5 lakh rupees per month, every 3 years, it goes up by 15%. There you can actually sell that uh, and uh, today you would be about richer by almost 80%. Uh, so the returns from the balanced fund or uh, asset allocation fund is far higher compared to that. So we recommend clients to have a good mix. It's not only just their business income or their salary income. But they need to create a property portfolio, which can be an alternate source of income. But they can also create a financial portfolio, which could be another alternate source of income. So diversification is the key for us. Another logic that usually people talk about uh, real estate is leverage. That right. you can build a real estate investment on leverage. But when it comes to financial assets, then slowly, gradually, you'll have to build it. You cannot get leverage to invest in mutual funds. So your comments on it, how to look at So I would say yes, uh, on property uh, a lot of people, they like to take a loan right. because you take a loan and you can buy a property which you may not have the immediate capital. So that's one advantage that you can improve your lifestyle or you can buy the property of your choice because leverage is easily available. Yes, in the example I gave you about Aralias, now which compounded at 11 to 12 percent and rental yield was also one and a half percent. So if your cost of borrowing was 8 percent, you got a 4% arbitrage over there. So your return on your capital goes up significantly higher. Now, this is a good property over a 20 years period. Leverage has suggested or turned out to be very good. But uh, there are a lot of other cases where leverage has gone the other way around. I can give you an example of a friend of mine who was working for an MNC. He bought two properties on leverage. Uh, he also then over a period of time left his job and was finding it very difficult to service the loans also because there was no regular cash flow which was coming in and the properties which were promised to him to be delivered in four years they actually took eight nine years to be delivered and that they could not go on rent so the situation of prajita came in between where he was desperate to sell those properties because he didn't want to default in front of the banks and also at that point in time property market was going through a bare phase and selling it was not that easy. So it really created an imbalance in his own life. So yes, leveraging is uh, makes it easier. But it also comes with its own risk because returns and risk go hand in hand. So if we can say that returns gets enhanced, your risk also gets enhanced. So one needs to take a measured approach, whether one should leverage, how should they leverage. And if they leverage, even if the property doesn't go on rent, do they have the capacity to repay it? comfortably without losing your sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And I would also give another example. So, yes, we have seen property leveraging has made more sense. Historically, yes, because properties have done very well. But uh, going forward, if today I'm sitting over here, let's say I stay in a city like Gurgaon, where uh, I would say property is quite expensive. You can get apartments for let's say a million dollars. There was an article few days back, there was an apartment in golf links which went for 100 crores. Now, it's a very expensive proposition. So, a million dollars, you can buy a property in developed part of the world 
also your surroundings are far better mm-hmm. quality of air is good law and order is much better mm-hmm. compared to over here right. also if i go and leverage my cost of leverage is anywhere between 7 to 8 and a half percent if i leverage and give those properties on rent if it's a residential property my rental yields are 1 and a half 2 percent maybe post tax it's more likely at 1 and a half percent so there is a clear cut negative arbitrage of 5 to 6 percent while in us forget these days because interest rates are very high but traditionally you can take a loan at 2 percent your rental yields are 2 and a half percent in tokyo your rental yields are somewhere about 4 percent cost of borrowing is 1 percent so there's a 3 percent positive arbitrage so yes historically leverage has worked well because property prices have gone up maybe there was an over demand maybe there was a parallel economy which was very strong but over a period of time those things have come down people have tested other asset classes and they want to build other asset classes so i am not too sure whether going forward property will also appreciate at that double digit so leveraging uh may help you to acquire an asset of your choice at the time what you want but don't look at it as a risk free measure there's a lot of inherent risk which is there in the leverage part of it so do your calculation do you consult your financial advisor whether it makes sense to leverage how much should i leverage it should be a question what your cash flow or your balance sheet or your future inflows will help you to arrive at and i also want to talk about the tax side of it so it seems that government also wants to uh, govern promotes real estate investment you have a tc deduction on principal amount that you pay in a year then you have 24b interest component that you pay in a year then section 54 and section 54f where you can deploy your capital gains on real estate and uh, on any other um, asset class you deploy it in real estate and you get tax deduction so it seems that the right. system so, wants us to buy real estate so right taxation is one aspect where lot of indians do their investment decisions on the basis of taxation right and it's right so also because if one can do some better tax planning why not do it and real estate has been a decent asset class people have taken advantage of that but over a period of time like last budget our finance minister was very particular that you take the decisions not only on the basis of taxation but the right investments so there are certain changes which have happened over the there taxation will not occur. yeah so lot of people they used to sell off an asset class with it was property and invest in another property or they used to sell off a stake in their business and the capital gains they used to deploy in the property and hold on to that property for 3 years to make it long term but uh, now what has happened is they have first of all kept the uppermost limit at 10 crore rupees and second let's say if you have sold off a business worth 100 crores and you deploy only 20 crores in a property which is 20% of the inflows which you have received so then the tax benefit you are enjoying is only up to 2 crores not even 10 crores okay uh so that is something which is there so government is actually going for forward telling that you take an investment decision or the decision to buy anything on the pure merits taxation should be given less importance or no importance okay. and that is something which is also going to change the way people used to invest their money before right because that tax relief will not be that tax right. benefit will so insurance also you have seen you have also seen provident fund there is an uppermost limit similarly property the uppermost limit has been brought in over there so yes it will be broadly good for overall public which is more retail or affluent segment 
but for hnis and uhnis it's going to be more an investment decision rather than the tax based decisions correct true and uh, lastly about uh, how should people look at real estate investment in their portfolio it's not that we can strike it off so to what extent should it be there in the portfolio the right asset allocation person and in general what would you advise should they buy um, fun, uh, should they buy a real estate products like reits uh, in weeds or fractional ownership is also being talked about so should they look at it over physical real estate so if you ask me today india's savings 50% of that has gone towards property uh so that is what i call as bharat's investment 50% property 15% is uh, uh gold 15% is fixed deposits then there are certain contractual savings and less than 5% is towards equities or alternate asset classes mm-hmm. while if you ask me a uh, world wealth report which talks about hnis how they are investing so hnis are about 35% to 36% in equities property is only 15 to 16% now that is something which is what they are doing uh in india also if we look at sophisticated investors who are more like hnis or uhnis their allocation towards properties is much lower than the average indian allocation towards property mm-hmm. so they are investing more like a sophisticated investor or like an evolved investor in the global markets uh so i would say uh 50% is not right maybe indians since they are emotional with their investment they will not go to 15 or 16% mm-hmm. so a midway path could be a good path maybe highest allocation could be one third of their total wealth right. or a decent could be maybe about one fourth of their total wealth and then maybe two third or three fourth of the portfolio can be other asset classes which also gives you adequate diversification adequate cash flows liquidity uh, and also maybe slightly more efficient way to manage your overall wealth mm-hmm. correct and in that uh, one fourth or one third should they look at reits and beats So I would say they can certainly look at REITs or INVITs because earlier people used to buy physical shares they have moved to DMAT right and people are very comfortable so over here you will also buy maybe commercial real estate through REITs but you will be a partial owner you will be the unit holders owner uh and REITs are also now regulated so there is a lot of work which has happened but there is a concept about fractional ownership which has also come in but they are not regulated so i would say wait for this market to evolve or get developed before you go in the fractional ownership but reits is certainly one could look at it can has the potential to give you fixed deposit plus kind of a returns over a period of time and also regular because quarterly basis they pay dividends they get the dividends or regular inflows okay thank you so much for clearing our doubts really nice having you here thank, thank you. you thank you prachita it's time that you look at real estate investment little differently Currently people are investing about 50% in real estate you have to take it down to at least 1/3 or 1/4 of it thank you so much to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com